Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Wernette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Mary Tuta, Samaricare, and the Naperville Education Foundation, or as we like to call it, the NEF. watching Spotlight and joining me now from the Mary Tuta are Max Wynn and Rhea Ponday. Nice to have you with us on the show. Oh, thank you for having us on. Uh, we're really glad to be here. Good. Okay, so Rhea, we're going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about the Mary Tuta. Okay, so the Mary Tutor is a free drop-in service where kids K through 12 can get tutored in any subject they need. Um, we have all high school students helping being tutors and we offer tutoring four days a week. Um, no sign up required for any of these sessions, by the way. Um, so we're at the Live Center and online on our Zoom um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and um, at Nichols Library on Saturdays and Sundays from 1 to 3 p.m. Okay, and so you've got time. a lot of places and yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> Max, talk a little bit because this has always been from the time that it started a student-run organization. Right. I love that. So what's it like? Yeah, so uh, since most of our leadership staff as well as our uh, tutor body is made up of students, high school students, me and Rhea, um, that makes a really approachable environment for our 2Ts to come in, learn, and really just enjoy tutoring. Yeah, they probably really connect, right? I yeah. mean, there's a little bit of all those kids will be looking up to you. Yeah, we're really able to socialize with them well. It's just a really fun experience to be there and just helping kids of our community. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, what kind, what level of uh, students usually would you find coming in for the tutoring? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we actually have like a wide range of students who come in. We do get kindergartners. We do get 12th graders and it's a huge range. I would say we mostly get middle schoolers though, um, but we're able to help in any subject. A lot of our tutors have to like fulfill a certain like math course before they're allowed to tutor. And so that ensures that we're giving high quality help. Okay, so from a standpoint of if I was thinking about, hey, I need some tutoring, mm -hmm. it might be, it would likely be subject specific, yes? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're matching to people who have got those levels that you need yeah. in that particular subject. Yeah, any tutor can hop in and say, oh, I'd love to help out. And our tutors are usually very self-motivated, so that's not a problem. Okay, all right. Now, you know, obviously we've had the pandemic, which has right. impacted lots of different ways that different organizations work. Mm -hmm. Max, talk a little bit about how that impacted you and what you guys had to do for the Mary Tudor to really sort of pivot in that environment. Yeah, so pre-COVID, uh, we were very in-person um, but now since we've had to shift uh, during the pandemic to online, we've moved to Zoom. So uh, for those peak pandemic months, we moved uh, our tutors onto Zoom as well as our 2Ts onto Zoom. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really worked during the pandemic to get uh, students the help that they need, especially over a pretty difficult time. Um, and we've worked to maintain that uh, to the present. So we, have, we still have online tutoring available to our 2Ts so they can always drop in and get the help they need. So that's kind of nice. I mean, I think on the one hand, you know, we try to look on the bright side of a bad situation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're you're coming back in person, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But but that probably all opened up, I would think, some avenues that maybe some kids maybe found easier, or maybe even some tutors found easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have a few regulars uh, 
who love to come to online tutoring and just learn. Um, and that's really been unlocked through Zoom and through the pandemic. So that has been one upside. Yeah, yeah, more options, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about, you know, I mean, you're getting people back in person. I think every business, every organization is. H how is that? Okay, so that's actually really interesting. Um, sometime when everyone was coming back to in-person like schools and stuff, we switched to our hybrid model. So if people are feeling comfortable coming in person, then they can come in person. Um, same with going online. People can still stay online for their accessibility. Um, the thing is, we used to have, for in the hybrid situation, that's when we had tutors online and in person. But we really found that driving everyone all the tutors back in person maintains more of a community connection. Uh, we still keep online tutoring an option, so all the, like, the tutors who are in person can still hop on the Zoom and help anyone coming in online. So um, we've had a lot more dedicated tutors even like a lot more recently than earlier, and people are really loving coming back in person, and they see like the benefits of it. Are there any age requirements when it comes to the tutors? You've got to be in high school, but can you be a tutor at ninth grade, 10th mm -hmm. grade? Is there any requirements there? Uh, no, not really. You can just be a tutor throughout any high school year. There is a certain math level we would like you to have um, before being a tutor, and but you can still join ninth grade through 12th grade. Okay. And what do you find to be the subject that most kids are looking for support in? I would say math would be like the, <laughs> the main concept because a lot of the times math just doesn't click like halfway, it clicks immediately. And sometimes students can't really get the additional support and like focused help they like they need in class. So which is really great about the Mary Tutor because they can just drop in with a few homework questions and just conceptual questions for quick and easy tutoring. Okay, all right. Uh, Max, talk a little bit about where you see the Mary Tudor going. It's very impressive to have a student-run organization that has been able to not only get going and up and running, but manage their way through the pandemic, coming out strong. Where do you see it going? Yeah, so currently we operate in the Naperville area as well as we have in Aurora branch. So I, I would love to have further branches um, around District 203 and 204 that would definitely help to um, expand our engagement in our community. And what's, um, I, which I think is great because obviously the need is not just within District 203, right? Uh, talk a little bit about what inspired you to want to be a tutor because obviously you're running the organization, quite sure you tutored before. What inspired you to do that? Yeah, so I joined about a week at, after my friend joined and uh, I just found it as, as a really fun way to spend a uh, weekend um, at a library with my friend, just ha having fun. Um, and teaching occasionally. Okay, how about you, Rare? Um, I actually joined during the pandemic, so I was completely online when I joined. And even though there wasn't that like in-person connection, I was still able to connect with tutors online and tutees online. I specifically remember helping one girl uh, write a story about dragons. Someone came in for art tutoring, but then their parent came in and said, no, he needs help with math. So I just switched <laughs> over to math. <laughs> so it was just a really fun experience. And I made a bunch of connections with like the tutees and tutors and was able to kind of establish regulars. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, if I want uh, tutoring, how do I go about getting that? What's the process? So there's like barely any process involved. <laughs> All you have to do is really walk in or just like join our Zoom at like at the Live Center or Nichols Library. And that's really it. You don't have to schedule tutoring in advance at all. You can just walk in and someone will be available to help. Okay, so more drop in than yeah. not. Yeah, it's a yeah. complete drop in Well, and that service. probably helps because if I'm in class today and I think I'm struggling today, I might want that help right yep. now, right? Mm -hmm. right. So. 
Okay. All right. Well, listen, I wish you all the best. And to both of you, you who I know are graduating this year, mm -hmm. uh, wishing you all the best for your future endeavors. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you are interested in learning more about the Mary Tuta, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. Naperville Crime Stoppers. Yes, I'd like to report some suspicious activity in my neighborhood. How does this work? Yes, thanks for calling. Your call is anonymous and I'll not ask for your name. Instead, you'll be identified by a tip number. In a few weeks, call back with the tip number you received and I will let you know the status of your tip. If an arrest is made, you could receive a reward up to $1,000. How do I get the reward money if you don't know who I am? Well, when you call back, we set up a time and a place to drop the money. You will be safe and nobody will know you gave Crime Stoppers a tip. Okay, well, here's what's going on. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now from Samaricare are Scott Mitchell and Michael Bradburn. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having us. We appreciate uh, the time you're giving us. Scott, let's talk about Samaricare. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but let's talk about what does it do for the community? What are the services you offer? Well, Samaricare uh, is a 501c3 not-for-profit, and we uh, provide outpatient counseling, psychotherapy, and psychiatric services uh, to the community. Uh, one of the exciting things that I would say that's happening at Samaricare is that we have grown uh, significantly in the past several years. And our board uh, decided to establish a new level of executive leadership. Uh, and so we established the position of executive director. I'll still remain as president and CEO. And the executive director will run the operations. And that's uh, Dr. Michael Bradburn, who uh, was promoted from being our clinical director. That's awesome. I've known you for a long time, yes. and I know that's very well deserved. Oh, very thank well you. Deserved. Thank you, Jane. Talk a little bit, if you would, because you've been around, you've seen it. What makes AmeriCare different in the way that it handles mental health? Sure. Well, I'm super excited to be in this new role. And, I, you know, like Scott said, we've been around for 51 years. And what we are able to do is uh, offer affordable mental health care. And we also offer spiritually integrated and faith-based counseling if that's what our clients are seeking. So we have services that um, are able to reach kids that are two years old and adults who are 92 years old. So we have uh, child and adolescent uh, counselors, we have adult counselors and so forth. And we now have psychiatric care, which is a great um, new service that we've been able to bring into our organization. Yeah, that really expands what you're able to offer, right? De definitely, we're able to be a medical home so we can, somebody might have counseling there and if they need medication, they're able to receive that from our doctors as well. So it's, it's a medical home model. Yeah, that's more well, you know, a full rounded uh, care, right? Definitely. Not having to go to two different places for that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit, just a little bit more on the faith base because I think that is such a key component to what Samaricare, it's built mm -hmm. into your brand and into your name. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how that really can help a, a client for you. There's a lot of research that shows that um, integrating spirituality into the healing and counseling process is very effective and very important. Um, so we've known that for a long time. Research is now showing that. Um, so we very much value that. 
um, part of our um, counseling and what we do. So some of us are ordained pastors like Scott and myself mm -hmm. and others on staff have a lot of seminary training or other things and we really um, reach out. We have a lot of partnerships with congregations and other faith communities in the area. So um, yeah, those are just a couple things about that. And people, people who uh, come to see us don't necessarily even have faith, right, or spirituality. So it's not necessary mm -hmm. uh, to receive services. But for those who want that, we definitely mm -hmm. are equipped to integrate that into the work we do. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's nice. That's nice because, I mean, when you kind of think a little bit about a faith community, oftentimes it is part of that sort yeah. of health and how you're doing and yes. connection and all of that, right? Yeah, I mean, we very much believe that mind, body, spirit, and community mm -hmm. are the four pillars of health and wellness, especially with uh, mental health, actually. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Mike, you know, as you are leading the organization uh, operationally now, talk a little bit about some of the challenges and opportunities that you see. Sure. Some of the challenges are, like Scott was saying, during the pandemic, it became more okay to come in and get help and get counseling. So one of the challenges and opportunities is that there are more people needing help and we're having a challenge on the side of having enough providers to be able to deliver the care that's needed in our communities. Um, so the good news is that people are more willing to get help and are coming forward and the challenge is, is helping those people. So we're, we're working on that. And another you know, opportunity actually that came out of the pandemic is telehealth, teletherapy, and that's broken down a barrier for some people to get the help that they need through that medium of being able to talk to their counselor through teletherapy or their psychiatrist. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that being a real benefit, you know, yeah. not having to do the travel. Um, yeah, so, that's, a, that's a good, and, and some people are just more comfortable perhaps, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? You have a mental health access program. Is that, uh, talk a little bit about sure. that. Sure. Yeah, we've, it's been around for a long time. It's one of our, the cores of what we do, which is provide um, fee subsidy care. So just to give a little reference, over the last um, 25 years, we've been able to do $10.5 million worth of fee subsidy care wow. for our community through the generous donations of folks in our community. So we receive mm -hmm. um, donations from a lot of individuals in the uh, community. Also, congregations are very supportive and support that program. And then local foundations and businesses are very generous as well. Okay, and all of that's really going to help you offset the cost, cost for provide. being able to provide the services. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, yeah. congratulations to you. Nice to hear that you're not leaving us yet, Scott, no, so we're happy sure. about that. And uh, yeah. we wish you continued good success. You do a great job for us in the community, so choose stronger, right? Yes, thank yes. you. Thank you. To find out more about Samaricare, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Education Foundation, or the NEF for short, are Julie Bela and Jenny Tang. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. We're thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Julie, let's start with you. 
Tell us about the NEF. Tell us about what the foundation does and who it serves. I'm happy to talk about NEF. NEF is a wonderful organization. Actually, we're in our 30th year. It started back in 1992, and it was started by a wonderful group of community members who had children in the schools, and they loved what was happening in the schools, and they got together and said, how can we make things even better? They understood the power of connecting community with the schools and what that can do for kids, and that's how NEF began. And we have continued for the last 30 years, and we're very excited about where we are. We really do a lot of work focusing on making sure that we diminish barriers for children, and we do that through our Kid Booster Anonymous funds and our Kid Booster Crisis Fund that happened during the pandemic. And we also take a look at increasing and encouraging creativity, and we do that through our mini grants and our annual grants. And we also really understand how each school community is its own community. And so we provide some after school, before school funding so they can create programs that will really meet the needs of, of their students in their building. So it's a great organization. It is wonderful. And I think it's important as you talk about that for people to understand that it's beyond what the tax dollars can provide. We're very lucky to be in a district where we have a lot of support, but this really goes above and beyond, right? It really does. Thank you for, for bringing that up. It, it is a powerful way to help support the terrific work that the school district does do. Yeah. Now, you've got some exciting new things. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Well, we are thrilled to be involved in the district's RISE program. And RISE was created in order to help all children in the district. And they do that by working to create a community schools concept. And when I talk about a community schools concept, that means a, a environment where you deliberately connect outside community resources with the services within the school. And this may look like uh, focusing on some mental health services within the school day for certain children who may need that extensive help. It, it may look like connecting families with um, uh, resources for housing needs and for food needs and for clothing needs. And this, the district created this program in response to the changing needs of our families and our students. And so it is incredibly powerful. It really does exemplify that community connection, which was how NEF began in the first place. Yeah, it's wonderful, the work that you're doing and uh, being very successful so far, right? It is. It's, it's been terrific. We have some wonderful stories, some really powerful stories that we're excited to share with the community and, and let people know what their impact, how powerful their impact has been. Yeah. Well, in addition to RISE, and that's a program that I know you've been working on for a long time, you also have worked for a long time in the first LEGO League. Um, but you've got some exciting new things that you've been doing this year. So Jenny, talk a little bit about those. Sure, I'd love to. Um, so we have expanded our first LEGO League program this year to 41 school teams. Um, that expands to 14 elementary schools and five junior high schools. So it's really we're really excited about that um, because the first LEGO League program really allows students to think outside the box um, and have new ways of thinking of things and being creative. It also really helps them learn new computer programming skills. And one of the most important things I think that it does is it teaches collaboration, teamwork, and inclusion. Um, I had a parent recently approach me and say that for her son, this has been life-changing. 
um, because he really wasn't involved in team sports before that. But from this program really got that sense of teamwork with his peers and they were cheering on each other during the competition. Um, and so it was really an amazing experience, um, which is great to hear. Um, I also, I think it's just so much fun for these kids. They get every year, they get to showcase their coding skills and their teamwork building skills at the annual competition that's held in November and December. NEF has invested $132,000 in the first LEGO League program. And we've partnered not only with the district, but our community partner, Molex, to bring this important programming to our students. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough a couple of years ago to be at the competition. And you're exactly right. I mean, the energy in the room is incredible. And to see the looks on these kids' faces as they either succeed or not succeed in their little missions. I mean, both. It's a really just a wonderful, wonderful program. So. It is. It is. And I just love that for a lot of students, this is kind of their time to be a part of a group. Yes. and to um, experience that. Yeah, get to know other people. It's nice to play team sports, no matter what it is. It's sure. a very good developmental part of, uh, I think, growing up. So Julie, talk a little bit because uh, building a passion is right around the corner, your annual fundraising breakfast. So what's new for this year? Oh, we're really excited, of course. Um, we have a wonderful new theme with community involvement with uh, um, some very special um, uh, concepts all about opening doors for learning and opening doors for opportunities. And we will be showcasing some of these wonderful stories like Jenny has just talked about and how powerful that can be. Um, it, it really does touch your heart when you get to hear about a single child or and how that affects how what you've done and how you've helped contribute and structure things helps them shine and have those powerful moments. And that's what we're all about, is really making sure every single child in District 203 has opportunities to really see their own gifts. And for us to be a part of helping 203 re reflect that back to them, it's incredibly powerful. And that's, that's why we're here. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's great. It's right, right on the mission, right? Right, yeah. mission central, I love that. Jenny, as we're wrapping up, uh, how can people help you? Talk a little bit about how they can find out more. Sure. So I would first suggest that they go to our website, nef203.org, where you can learn more about our organization and ways to get involved. Um, the first thing I would suggest is uh, coming to our Building a Passion Breakfast, which Julie mentioned, and it's sure to be an inspiring event. Also going online and making a monetary donation. Any amount is truly appreciated and makes a big difference. A large amount of our contributions actually come from community members. So whether you have a student maybe that's entering school for the first time or has been there for many years or has graduated or you're just a community member that wants to give, NEF is just a wonderful way to pay it forward. Um, also, there's a lot of ways to volunteer with our organization. You can be a board member like Julie and I. You can run for Team NEF, which whether you do choose to run or walk the <laughs> yes. 5K or the half marathon, um, it's just a day of really feeling motivated. And you leave that not only feeling good about getting some exercise and being downtown Naperville, but you also just feel like you've raised money for a really worthy cause. Um, also, you can join um, the board, like I said, or a committee with NEF. Um, there's so many ways to get involved. So I'd suggest going to the website and learning more. And I just want to thank you for having us on and allowing us to spotlight NEF today. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. And we wish you all the best for building a passion and all the work, particularly the work you're doing with RISE, which we know is very, very important. And also that 
for Sligo Lee. Can't wait to see the video on that. <laughs> and if you would like more information about the Naval Education Foundation, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernett. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.